Hail and welcome to A is for Agrimony, coffee-stained notes on witchcraft. I am Margot, and I am officially back from my quarterly break. As you know, I take a week off four times a year to help me maintain my sanity and stay on track with things that, you know, sometimes pile up. I think we can all relate to that. Uh, And this time, I also took the weekend to attend and volunteer at Beardfest, New Jersey, which is a three-day festival that takes place in the Pine Barrens with tons of amazing music performed by bands and artists on two different stages, workshops that range from uh, nature and vegetation education to wellness topics, and even some fun for the inner child like climbing trees. There's a ton of amazing food trucks and vendors selling awesome items. Um, I lost my mind a little bit and spent quite a bit, but I don't regret it and just the coolest and probably the most kind people you might ever come across. Uh, It was an amazing time, and if you're in the area next year, I highly recommend you check it out. So I'm back now, (laughs) feeling like I need a vacation from my vacation as per usual. And before I start in with Fortune and Flora with the Justice card and Agrimony, I want to talk about a couple upcoming lunar and celestial events headed our way. So first is the full buck supermoon in Capricorn on Monday, July 3rd at 7.39 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to be precise. This first supermoon of 2023 will appear bigger than the average full moon, and that's because it will be orbiting closer to Earth than most of the other full moons this year, making it one of our four supermoons in 2023. At its absolute closest, the Buck Moon will be 224,895.4 miles from Earth. And the only other full moon in 2023 which will be closer will be August's Blue Moon. So that's going to be a big boy. Okay, so the full moon in July is called the Buck Moon because the antlers of male deer, or bucks, are in full growth mode at this time. Bucks shed and regrow their antlers each year, producing a larger and more impressive set as the years go by. Some other names for this moon include the Feather Molting Moon, which is Cree, the Raspberry Moon, which is Algonquin and Ojibwe, the Thunder Moon, which is Western Abenaki, and several others. However, thinking of the Buck Moon, I'm reminded of something I read in my Witch's Date book about how it's associated with the loss of the Buck's antlers and regrowth of an even larger, stronger set. Uh, We can look at this as a metaphor for the things that we lose or give up or are taken from us, which in turn end up opening a pathway for new opportunities, experiences, relationships, and journeys that may not have revealed themselves to us without that initial loss. Gratitude can be found even in loss, which is something to maybe meditate on or journal about this full moon. And there's a lot going on with this full moon, which falls in cancer season, cancer which is ruled by the moon, and also takes place on a Monday, which is also ruled by the moon, all of which are also ruled by the element of water. Pretty much everyone can expect some increased emotions, uh, emotional attunement, a surge in intuition, and hypersensitivity, not just to the things that pain us, but also to the things that move us and bring us joy. This can be art, music, literature, looking at our dogs, (laughs) 
you get it. Capricorn, however, the sign that this full moon will be transiting through, is opposite Cancer on the zodiacal wheel and can be seen as stringent, practical, earthy, and sternly Saturn-ruled, whereas Cancer leans soft, nurturing, watery, and emotional. So how do we use these opposing energies to our advantage and avoid going a little bonkers? Well, Capricorn, as a cardinal earth sign, is very initiatory. It wants to go out and get shit done. And its ruling element of earth steers that drive in the direction of earthly or enterprising avenues, which is quite the opposite of Cancer, who seeks a respite from the same world that Capricorn seeks to conquer. So what's a crab to do? Or rather, what are we to do when we are so heavily influenced by both the crab and the sea goat? So we're being challenged to take this goat by the horns and get shit done at our own pace, however. So try tackling an item that's been sitting on a to-do list for a very long time, especially one that would satisfy the earthly, tangible desires of the Capricorn. Try finishing a home project. Finally, get cracking on that budget. Spruce up your resume and maybe even send it out. Or maybe even have that conversation that you've been putting off because you know it will be emotionally taxing. Capricorn would face that head on. So why not borrow some of that hard-ass energy if, if you can? In the realm of magic, you might want to do some prosperity work or take a page out of Saturn's book and work on your organizational skills or places where a little more discipline could be a boon. The day will still be heavily influenced by water and cancer as well, so maybe let your intuition lead you to the best place to start. At the same time, don't let the impulse to be useful and productive send you down a hole of not feeling accomplished or adequate enough. In this case, the goat can push the crab into a fit, be it rage or tears. So be easy on yourself and remember that this phase will pass. So if you prefer to spend it mellowing out, that's absolutely okay. All right, so the other event that I wanted to talk about, the celestial one, is something that gets started around this time of year, every year. Specifically, this year will begin Monday, July 3rd through Friday, August 11th. And these are the dog days of summer. In between the summer solstice and the cross-quarter day of Lunasa, the dog days of summer begin. Following the heliacal rise of the star system Sirius, the dog star, or Alpha Canis Majoris, these are the days of sultry summer heat. Sirius, the brightest star in the night sky, rises before the sun and brings with it a time of a deep, brooding, intense summer heat thunderstorms, and fever as the divine draws near. This is the best time to harvest your herbs as they have soaken in the most of this intense heat and vibrant life force that the sun has to offer, and their volatile oils will soon diminish in this intensity, as will the sun. Lunasa will signal the height of this intense life force present in the herbs that you have cultivated, even though the dog days will continue on through most of August. Traditionally, the dog days span from early July through mid-August, coinciding with the rise of Sirius. Some superstitions associated with this time of year include snakes moving faster, dogs and other animals, including humans, being more prone to going mad, and storms being much more severe, the latter striking some truth. 
The birds quiet and the heat is visible as waves in the air before you. Take extra care with wounds and avoid conflict. Most of all, show some extra love and compassion to your beloved canine friends. Okay, so let's dive into fortune in Flora already. (sighs) So to recap where we are with the Fool on their hero's journey, let's backpedal just a few stops along the Major Arcana. So our Fool has encountered Strength, the eighth card in the Major Arcana typically, where they learned about courage, the fortitude of heart, and the ability to calmly withstand and take on anything life hands you, taming the inner beast that would rage against difficulty, and persevering with steadiness. Then, as the hermit, our fool learned that sometimes the only way to process what is happening in life is to withdraw from the noise of the world and create a quiet space of solitude, finding the answers often come from within in the stillness if they just listen. Finally, the Wheel of Fortune taught our fool that circumstance, chance, the universe, and yes, fortune is an ever-revolving wheel and that we will sometimes find ourselves on the top and at other times we will find ourselves at the bottom. The key is to accept that nothing is permanent and good or bad, we must find the value and wisdom in the lessons that each of these experiences brings us. And now we've come to justice. The very necessary and very firm but fair reminder that there is a consequence for every single action. So acting fairly in dealing with others as well as with ourselves will set the course for the future. Before we go any deeper into the meaning of the card, let's take a look at how it appears in the traditional Rider-Waite-Smith system of tarot. So, the Justice card depicts a lone woman who, like the High Priestess, sits between two columns of a sacred temple. She wears a red gown with a green cloak or mantle pinned over it by a square-shaped jeweled clasp. In many versions of this card, you can also see a second square jewel set into the center of her crown. These squares indicate the presence of grounded, ordered, and disciplined thought. The throne on which she sits symbolizes authority and establishment of order. It represents the power of the law and the responsibility of those who enforce it. And though the image is not unlike that of the emperor in this sense, citing the red attire, the throne, and the authoritative presence, the presence of a woman on the card was initially meant to symbolize the added energies of intuition, empathy, and the nurturing aspect of justice. In her right hand, sometimes seen as the power hand, she holds a double-edged sword pointed up towards the sky. The sword, as a symbol of air in the tarot, represents the power of reason, analysis, and intellect. It signifies the need for discernment and the ability to make clear judgments. It also symbolizes impartiality, consequences of every action, and the ability to cut both ways. In her left hand, sometimes seen as the intuitive hand, she holds the carefully balanced scales of justice. The scales represent balance, objectivity, and the weighing of decisions and actions. They reflect the idea that justice should be administered impartially and fairly. And they also indicate the need to weigh logic against emotion. This balance is also reflected in the deep purple robe hanging behind her, which denotes compassion, as well as regal authority, as well as wisdom. 
So the justice card is a call for balance and brings the message or the warning to take stock in your actions and consider any consequences that they may have. This major arcana card carries a message of cause and effect. It's an opportunity for you to look honestly at your actions and the results they've had. It also calls up three very common points, uh, one of which is a question to ask yourself. We all love asking a question and then being met with another question in response, right? But this is an important question. It asks you to consider how your actions have contributed to the situation that you're in now, the situation that you're, per se, doing a reading for. And the other two main points is it may reference the law, both in a legal sense and a universal one. It could have appeared in connection with an ongoing or upcoming legal case, in which case it speaks to a fair outcome. And lastly, it could also be calling upon universal laws of balance and consequences and reminding you that things will come to pass the way that they are meant to. So justice is the 11th card of the major arcana, though in some decks it is swapped with strength and shows up as the 8th. In numerology, the number 11 is considered a master number with powerful spiritual significance. It possesses its own unique qualities and vibrations that distinguish it from other numbers. So let's explore the meaning and symbolism associated with the number 11. First is intuition and spiritual insight. The number 11 represents a connection to higher consciousness, inner wisdom, and spiritual enlightenment. Individuals influenced by this number often possess deep insights and psychic abilities. Next is awakening and enlightenment. The number 11 signifies a path of self-discovery and the pursuit of higher truths. It represents an invitation to embark on a spiritual journey and seek a deeper understanding of oneself and the universe. Next is inspiration and creativity. Those influenced by this number often possess an innovative and visionary mindset. They have the potential to channel divine inspiration and bring forth new ideas, artistic expression, and positive change. Also, manifesting dreams and desires. The number 11 symbolizes the power to transform dreams and desires into reality. It encourages individuals to have faith in their abilities, pursue their passions, and align their thoughts and actions with their highest aspirations. Another association is synchronicity or spiritual guidance. The number 11 often appears as a meaningful coincidence or a gentle nudge from the universe, signaling that you are on the right path and receiving support from the spiritual realm. And there's also dual nature or duality. This number is unique because it is a repeating number consisting of two identical digits. This repetition highlights its duality and amplifies its energy. It represents the balance between the material and spiritual realms, as well as the integration of opposites and the pursuit of harmony. And finally, there is spiritual leadership and service. Individuals associated with the number 11 often have a calling to be spiritual leaders. They may feel a strong sense of responsibility to guide and inspire others on their own spiritual journeys. The number 11 symbolizes leadership through spiritual wisdom, compassion, and service to humanity. 
It is important to note that the interpretation of numbers in numerology can vary slightly depending on the uh, specific numerological system or practitioner. However, the themes I've outlined so far generally represent the core symbolism and significance of the number 11 in numerology. So back to the Justice card. The zodiac sign of the Justice card is Libra. Very fitting as Libra is represented by the scales. This is primarily because it reflects the core qualities and ideals associated with the sign of Libra, which are balance and harmony, objectivity and impartiality, decision-making and justice, relationship dynamics, and aesthetic appreciation. Libra individuals often have an innate sense of style and seek aesthetic harmony in their surroundings. Okay, so the ruling planet for justice is Venus, which also rules Libra. The ruling element is air. And some key words for justice include justice, <laughs> saw that one coming, fairness, consequences, cause and effect, law, truth, and integrity. And as far as whether justice is a yes or a no when pulling a single card, it depends. And this is because the Justice card is a powerful and complex symbol representing fairness, balance, and truth. So your answer will typically lie in whether the outcome will go in the direction of fairness and balance, rather than a straightforward yes or no, regardless of the consequences of the actions taken as a result. So some key meanings for the Justice card are fairness and equity. The Justice card signifies the need for fairness in all aspects of life, including personal relationships, legal matters, and decision-making. Balance and harmony. It represents the importance of maintaining equilibrium and finding a middle ground. It suggests the need to consider all sides of a situation before making judgments. Truth and integrity. Justice emphasizes the pursuit of truth and honesty and encourages transparency and suggests that justice can only be achieved through integrity and ethical behavior. Consequences and accountability. The card highlights the idea that actions have consequences. It reminds us that we are accountable for our choices and encourages us to take responsibility for our actions. And finally, Legal matters. In readings related to legal issues, the justice card often indicates a fair outcome, legal proceedings, or the need to seek legal advice. So knowing the meanings behind the card, you can make interpretations based on the type of reading you're performing. But some common interpretations include the need in a situation for balanced decision-making and the call for rational thinking and unbiased judgment. The Justice card suggests the need to consider both sides of a situation, weigh the pros and cons, and make decisions based on reason rather than emotions. The need to unravel the truth of a situation or the need for fairness in a situation. The card will encourage you to seek the truth in your life, confront any dishonesty or injustice, and strive for fairness in your interactions with others. It could point out the need for responsibility in a situation. Uh, It may be reminding you to take responsibility for your choices and actions or signaling that the consequences of your decisions will be based on the level of fairness, integrity, and accountability you display. And finally, a possible legal outcome. 
In legal matters, the justice card often indicates the fair resolution, as I said before, or the need to approach legal proceedings with honesty and integrity. It can also suggest the need to seek legal counsel or representation in a current situation. So overall, the justice card represents the pursuit of fairness, balance, and truth in all areas of life. It reminds us all to act with integrity, make impartial decisions, and take responsibility for our actions. By embodying the qualities of justice, we can navigate challenges and achieve harmony in our personal and our social lives. Which would be so fucking lit, right? (laughs) Okay. I love the justice card. It is time to move on to a plant that I love also. So let's move on to wonderful, amazing, and indomitable agrimony. Finally, right? A is for agrimony, protective and fierce. So agrimony, or agrimonia eupatoria, is an herbaceous plant that has been used for centuries in both medicinal and magical practices. It is a tall, perennial herb native to Europe and Asia and also grows abundantly in England and parts of North America. It is known for its distinctive yellow flowers on spikes coming from hairy stalks, as well as serrated leaves, and it has a strong, pleasant aroma that is sometimes compared to apricots, but isn't quite as sweet. One common folkloric name is cocklebur, but it has also been called sticklewort, stickwort, garclive, church steeple, and philanthropus, among several other names. To many ancients in the vicinity of its growth patterns, agrimony was known as a heal-all tonic, easing everything from cataracts to sore feet. It was commonly steeped in baths or consumed as a tea. And in the 18th century, it was described as a witch's treatment for those who were elf-shot or suffering inexplicable disease in a Scottish witch trial. In the UK, it was frequently used by cunning folks and was planted around the farmhouse to ward off bad magic as well as wicked witches. In the modern world, some medicinal uses for agrimony are digestive health, as it can help alleviate digestive issues such as indigestion, bloating, and diarrhea. Agrimony tea or infusions are often used for this purpose. Wound healing. Having astringent and antimicrobial properties that help cleanse and protect wounds, it can be used as a topical wash, a poultice, or added to salves and ointments. Respiratory support. Agrimony is sometimes used to relieve respiratory conditions such as coughs, bronchitis, and sore throats, and it may help soothe the throat and alleviate coughing. Liver support. Because it is believed to have detoxifying properties, it can be used as part of a broader liver support regimen. And mild diuretic properties, which means it may help increase urine production and promote the elimination of waste and toxins from the body. As with any herbal remedy or magical practice, it's important to exercise caution and seek proper guidance. It's advisable to consult with a qualified herbalist, practitioner, or healthcare professional before using agrimony for medicinal purposes, especially if you have any pre-existing medical conditions or are taking medications. Okay, so as far as magical properties and uses go, agrimony's legacy can be a bit difficult to trace. Its protective reputation, however, may be related to one of the plant's folk names, 
church steeple, because many plants that resemble holy objects were thought to have the power to repel evil of all kinds. And that is perhaps one of the most common uses for agrimony in modern witchcraft, among a few others. Here they are. Protection, warding, and reversal magic. Agrimony is believed to create a shield of protection around the user and their home. Beyond shielding, however, agrimony has the ability to turn harmful energies back to where they came from, even to a specific sender. By many, agrimony is considered to be one of the best herbs for counteracting the evil eye, slander, and even gossip, delivering its own brand of justice with equal consequences for an individual, corporeal or otherwise, who means ill will. It can be carried in a sachet or placed in doorways and windowsills for this purpose. Another is banishing and hex breaking. The plant spirit is known for its skill in breaking hexes, curses, and negative influences. It is believed to dispel negative energy and promote positive vibrations. In this way, it can be thought of as the protector of peace. This also helps with overcoming fear and negative emotions and is believed to promote peaceful and restful sleep and can be included in spells or rituals focused on banishing negativity and also peace and restful sleep. Psychic Enhancement Agrimony is believed to open channels of perception and promote clarity of thought. It can be used in meditation, divination practices, or dream work. Ritual Baths and Cleansing Believed to remove energetic blockages and promote overall well-being, agrimony can be added to ritual baths or cleansing rituals to purify the body, mind, and spirit. And finally, love and protection in relationships. Agrimony can be used in spells or charms aimed at fostering love, enhancing communication, and resolving conflicts within partnerships. Remember, when using agrimony in magical practices, it's essential to approach it with respect, clarity of intention, and a responsible understanding of its symbolic associations. Here are some correspondences for agrimony. The ruling planet is Jupiter. The zodiac sign most attributed to the herb is Cancer, the nurturing but fierce protector of its loved ones. And the ruling element is Air. And intentions and powers, as we've discussed, are protection, hex-breaking, shielding, reversing spells and or consequences and retribution, balance and harmony, peace, restful sleep, psychic enhancement, and love and protection in honest, well-intended relationships, as well as overcoming fear, inner blockages, and dispelling negative emotions. And here are just a few simple ways to work with this magnificent herb. You can add dried agrimony to dream pillows in order to get an amazing night's sleep. Uh, agrimony is used to break hexes and return them to the sender. You can anoint reversing candles with agrimony oil or sprinkle the herbs around the base of a candle before burning it. If you don't have a reversing or double action candle, a white candle can be used instead. You can add this to uncrossing baths or floor washes or mix with salt to help around the home to counteract jinxes. Wear or carry agrimony to help build up psychic shields. You can use it in purifying incenses and sachets, especially to repel ill wishes of others. Use as a wash or oil to increase the effectiveness of all forms of healing rituals. Um, it can be used in spell work to reveal one's true feelings. And it has been stated 
that when used with slippery elm bark, it may dispel spells involving slander and lies perpetuated by foes who are attempting to disrupt your marriage or love life. Agrimony is one of the strongest herbs used for uncrossing work in general, whether used alone or in conjunction with other herbs in bathing, burning, sprinkling, or carrying around in a sachet. Agrimony is also a useful complement to healing spells, and it increases their potency. I think I've already said this actually, but before commencing spell work, add it to a ritual bath and soak in it to cleanse your self, uh, or you can also soak your tools to cleanse as well. And to amp up the strength of your protection spells, sprinkle it on top of a black candle or anoint a candle with protective oil and then roll the candle in dried agrimony to enhance its power. And finally, you can mix agrimony with ginger and dragon's blood resin and burn on a charcoal disc for a flaming protection incense. Man, I love that plant so much. <laughs> okay. So before I wrap this up, I just want to remind Patreon members that I will be going live tonight, um, Friday, uh, Friday, June 30th at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the private Patreon page for the monthly spell, which is the crafting and charging of a protective summer cinnamon broom talisman. Uh, this will be a bit of a craft project, so I decided to make this live into a happy hour style discussion where I'll just be going over all of the items being used to make the talisman and why and answer any questions you might have if you're able to attend while having a few summer cocktails. So if you can't join, the recording will remain on the page for you to watch on your own time. And if you'd like to join, please head on over to patreon.com slash A is for agrimony to see if you might be interested in joining one of the currently three tiers that I offer. Okay, it's good to be back. And that is all that I have for you today. Please be well and have an amazing weekend. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of A is for Agrimony, coffee-stained notes on witchcraft. If you like what you've been hearing, please drop me a review wherever you listen. If you want some more content, please go to www.aisforagrimony.com, where you can find my blog, episode archive, spells and rituals, and soon to come, the coven shop. You can also follow me on Instagram at a underscore is underscore for underscore agrimony. That's an underscore in between every word. Or like my Facebook page, facebook.com slash a is for agrimony. Want to contact me? Shoot an email to reachmargo at a is for agrimony.com. And if you're interested in some exclusive bonus content, you can join me over on Patreon at patreon.com slash a is for agrimony, where I share early release, unedited video format episodes, weekly collective card readings, monthly spells, and much more. You're also welcome to send me some snail mail, if you're that kind of person, to P.O. Box 397, Cherry Hill, New Jersey, zip code 08003. I'd love a good surprise. <laughs> or not. I don't know. Anyway, thank you for listening. Be well and have an amazing weekend.
ability to calmly withstand and take on anything life hands you. My dogs just gave me a heart attack. Okay. Good job. You scared it away. You almost scared me away too. Good job. Good job. Okay. Okay. Good babies. Go. Holy crap. That scared the crap. <laughs> scared me so bad. Aww. Okay. You got a snort out of me. I know. Good girl. Good boy. I know. I know. <clears throat> okay. Where was I? <laughs> okay. So. Okay. Calmly withstand or take on anything life hands you. 